Welcome to the George Lynch Hunting Podcast, brought to you by Legendary Gear, the game call company that is legend by design. Well, folks, this week I'm really excited to have our guest on, who I, I call him the nickname, the new name, called the Iron Man. He, uh, this is Seth Fields. Seth has been, he won the 2022 World Duck this year. And to know Seth, I've known him for quite a while, and I knew him as a young man. He's still a young man. He was a young lad then. But uh, I would say his work ethics are second to none. And we're going to get into and describe a little bit more of that. But I've always been, because of sports and everything else I've done, I've done in my life, that uh, discipline and hard work is what gives uh, success. I don't believe in luck. I think we make our luck. In fact, uh, we had a guy tell us one time that luck meant living under Christ's kingdom. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I want to introduce Seth Fields. And Seth, I appreciate you uh, joining on with us. Oh, I'm glad to be here, Mr. George. And I would uh, have to say that I have kind of lived my life by what you just described as far as the hard work. I mean, you know, it, take, it does take some talent and anything you do but you just can't replace hard work no matter what no matter what it is that you want to do whether you're wanting to be a better um baseball you know player hit you know being a better hitter in the box you know whatever if you're wanting to become a bodybuilder if you're wanting to become a better cook um if you don't get in the kitchen and try to try to you know learn different ways to cook things or you don't eat right and go to the gym you can't succeed at anything um but if you do get in and put in the work um you can get better you may not ever be elite you know level michael jordan good at basketball but you can you can be pretty good amongst the people that you uh, come into contact with in your everyday life Absolutely. And I think the good Lord has special purpose for those that, you know, that, uh, but I think he honors the hard work and, and working hard, working with our hands. And I will say this, that, uh, you know, and you notice that. And when I've done a lot of, a lot of contests, but those kids that are out there who are working hard, they're usually the last ones. They don't place at the, you know, in the top three or they're not the winner. They're not usually the ones complaining. They're the ones come back to you. Can I see your notes? What would you recommend? What do you, do you not like? Because they're striving, wanting to get better. Those who, who sit there and the hot, most complainers are probably the least workers. <laughs> you know, sure. it, that makes sense. But, uh, you know, I've seen, I've watched you, dude, from the stage. Um, you just grown and matured. And, I mean, and you were one of those kids that, you looked at, and when I looked at you and said, man, you know, he's got talent, but that kid's going to be something because he wants it, you know, and there was no doubt in our conversations that you wanted it and you were hungry and you yep. could, and, you know, polite as can be, you had everything. And, um, how many years would you say that you've been now from starting calling the, the day that you started that you, Hey, I want to, you know, compete in this. Well, a quick, a, a very quick backstory is uh, I grew up, you know, hunt, hunting ducks and geese and turkey and, you know, everything in, in my area. Um, I had a uh, world champion, three-time and champion champion, Mike McLemore, um, that lived 10 or 15 minutes from me. My dad grew up hunting with him and his son, Hunter 
Hunter Macklemore, and uh, my dad pushed me for a few years, wanted me to, you know, give it a give it a try and check it out. You know, at first I didn't really want anything to do with it. I was playing football and baseball, and you know, being a high school boy, and you know, probably probably had some girls on my mind from time to time. Not not as much as I did turkey and uh, turkey and uh, ducks and geese and coons and deer, but um, but uh, anyway, it got to where um, Mike Mike Macklemore had passed i think in 2013 uh, or something and, uh, and and then 2014 uh, my dad said hey seth um there's a duck calling contest 45 minutes from here in a town called jackson tennessee if you'll get and it was like three three days away um it was like a thursday he said it's saturday um it's going to be at um at uh gander mountain he said, "If you'll if you'll go, I'll pay for your entry fee." And I said, "I sat there and thought about it. I said, well, I ain't got nothing to do on Saturday.'" I said, "Okay, I'll I'll give it a go." So I jumped on to YouTube. I called a buddy of mine, Slate and Garen, that I knew was, um, you know, in our area that had been doing contests. And I was like, "Hey, I need I need uh, I need some insight on what to do for this uh, meat meat calling contest." And Look, story story cut short. Uh, we went to Saturday, and there was a novice um, meat duck calling contest and an open live duck calling contest. I think there was thirty-seven or eight um, novice callers in the meet, and I took first place. And then turned around and blew in the live duck that come right after that, and uh, finished second place to Kent Cullum, which was an idol of mine, still is. To this day, a three-time world live duck calling champion. He was he took first place. I took second, and Hunter Grounds took third. And I wow. was so, and I was so tickled just to be up there on stage with those guys. And then at the end of the day, they handed us our checks, and I think I made like eleven hundred dollars or something on a Saturday. And you know, I was like, man, I was like, <laughs> I could make thousand dollars on a on a weekend or something. And I was like, and do what I love having fun. And uh, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm hooked. And so I just started practicing and practicing and, you know, branching out and learned that, you know, there was main street calling, there was meat calling, live duck calling, real duck calling, speckle belly goose calling, Canada calling. I mean, there was, there's a practically a contest for all of it. And, um, I was like, you know what, I'm going to, uh, put as much as I can into my my uh, self and into my calling and I'm going to try to do as best as I possibly can. I don't know where it takes. I think I've got, you know, the willpower and I think I've got a little bit of an understanding, but luckily since 20 uh since 2014 I think I competed in two contests and then it, once 2015 hit, um I was somewhere in a contest every weekend um i was trying to figure out you know i was learning new names and new people i i think i met you in 2015 you know charles charles petty jim ronquist um you know just tons of guys in the industry that have been doing you know duck calling contests um for years you know since before i was born 
Um, so I was just reaching out to them, finding out when the next contest was. Um, and then at the time we had callingducks.com and I was checking it every single day. When's, when's the next contest? Am I going to be able to afford to go all the way to Katy, Texas or, you know, wherever I live in, in Northwest Tennessee. So it could uh, potentially be a drive, but if it was possible and doable, I was, I was going to go there. I was going to try to get feedback from, uh, you know, the, the uh, legends in our industry that have come before me that are still here and will be legends even even after they're gone, you know, in in my eyes and many other people's eyes. Um, but uh, I was real blessed to have found this sport, and uh, from 2015 on, it's it's been busy and consumed a lot of my life. I've uh, really uh, really enjoyed the journey so far, and look forward to where it takes me from here. Well, you sure grew up with a legend when I'm talking Mike McLemore to me. I mean, I met Mike one time up in Michigan, Point Moulet one year, but I thought he was a heck of a guy, a great good caller, and just had the, uh, a great personality. And then one of the other kids, I just, I mean, I hit it off real good with Slayton Gearing. who was one year out to the world where I was judging World Goose. And I think he might have won the duck out there that year, if I can remember, but him and I took off and went a little tour and he took me to Albright guns. I ended up buying a Benelli there. And, but, uh, I, in my opinion, he was one of the best meat duck callers, you know, at the time. Yep. And, uh, I learned, I have learned a lot from both of them. And one of the things that, uh, as far as Mike, um, I, that I, you know, just learned from him, he taught me how to die from, uh, turkey call and how to uh, run a pot call at a very young age and i actually learned more from a turkey standpoint than duck calling standpoint from mike um, but the number one thing that i learned um, from mike was uh, you know the the act of being humble um mike mike mclemore could be in a room with five people or 500,000 people and unless somebody else brought it up you wouldn't know that Mike McLemore won the duck call you know won any big duck calling contest or how good he was he he didn't talk about it that much unless it got brought up to him and uh I try my best even though I love it <laughs> even though I love it and I, it, it consumes my life and I enjoy and love to talk about it um I try my best to try to follow in his footsteps um, and just be just be a guy. I just so happen to love blowing duck and goose calls, and uh, am kind of known for that. But I do a lot of other things that I love. I, I love reading my Bible. I love going to church. Um, love love cooking. I love you know going going on hikes. I love scouting birds. You know, there's there's all different things that uh, make up make up our lives. But you know, fortune unfortunately for some of us all. All we think about, whether it's hunting season or season just gets over, or you know, there's there's planning all year round for our for our short season that uh, that we love and enjoy with our friends and family for sure. Absolutely, and of course, your family's growing. You got your your beautiful wife Julie, and then you have one child. Yep, I have one boy named Jed. He's 15 months, and he is a tornado. <laughs> he's an, he's a, dad and just about oh doggy and everything else is duck when he wakes <laughs> up in the morning, he'll rub his eyes and he'll say dad, dad and then i'll pick him up put him on the changing table and he points up 
at the picture of uh, two mallards in his room, and then he'll say duck, 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 uh, and then I'll pick. Up, I'll be like, yeah, that's a duck. And then on the way out, there's a speckled belly goose dead mounted, and he points at it and says duck, 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 and I'm like, well, it's a goose, but I'll take duck. That's fine. Yeah, he's good. That's close enough. Well, you're speaking, close you know, family and speaking humble, but you talk about your faith. I think where a lot of the humbleness and your work ethic comes from. Because can you speak a little bit about your faith? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, when you you, you were tell you were talking about the you know hard work and how it pays off and uh, and stuff earlier in my the first thought that came to mind was in Proverbs. I think it's I think it's chapter fourteen. Um, it talks about all hard work brings a profit, but mere talk leads only to poverty. Um, you know, there's several places in the in the Bible that talks about you know hard work and you know doing everything, whatever you do, work heartily. Ask for the Lord and not for men. Um, so, I mean, that's, that's one thing is, as I, as I get older, you know, the last four or five years that I've really tried to put in and, you know, work hard. And if you want something, anything, anything in life, um, if you want something, I mean, you, you, you need to work for it. You know, it's not, it's not typically just given to you. And then, you know, the old, the old saying of, you know, if it's too good to be true, it probably is. I mean, if something just falls into your lap more than likely there's a catch or something in my experience. And I'm not saying people can't get lucky and things don't just happen. Um, but in my experience, you know, putting the, putting the time in, um, in whatever, um, one thing that I love to help people with that's not duck calling is, uh, nutrition. Um, I, I got to where I really love to eat and I still do. Um, but I just, got, just got over 300 pounds about three and a half, four years ago. And uh, I'm down around 103 pounds, and there's no secret to it other than hard work. Hard work and diet, yeah. Hard on your diet and staying true and studying and knowing what you're eating. And, I mean, I I lost 75 pounds without going to the gym or walking any extra steps. So the last last little bit, you know, 25, 30 pounds is just – I mean, it just so happens that I was going to the gym a little bit, but I mean, you just gotta, you gotta work hard. You gotta, you gotta put in the time. You gotta resist temptations. Um, I mean, it's, uh, mirrors the, what, 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 what I read in the good book, you know, I try to try my best. I fall short. Um, have when I was younger, I did far, far worse things than I do now, but still to this day, you know, life is hard and, you know, struggles are real. Sin is real. Um, and, and, you know, just we're putting in that hard work to daily pick up your cross and uh, talk to God and pray on everything that's going on in your life and praying for, uh, you know, guidance um, and patience with what's at hand um, that he will reveal his plans. And um, that's just uh, that's kind of how I try to live my life. And uh, but, yeah, that's that's uh, that struck a big note whenever you was talking about hard work. Um, and I was just remembering reading that in Proverbs. So like. Well, that's a great uh, plan and map to run your life by using God. I mean, that's my wife and I, that's, you know, I've really converted my life over strong. And I would say I've always felt like I was a Christian, but that was more my opinion. I, I really don't know if that's what God's opinion was because it was on my timing and, you know, I wanted things my way. And, and what, what it is, it's discipline. And, uh, you know, so once I've truly given my life to give back, give up of those of the stuff that was sins of the flesh, you know, the, the Bible always says it said that the, the mind was strong, the spirit was strong, but the body is weak. And uh, that yep. was that was me. Sure. 
you know, always my heart was always desiring there for God, but I was weak in the flesh. And, and, uh, you know, when I finally, and I had every excuse and I, you know, I say I'm starting to do men's retreats now and speaking. And one of the things that I caught myself and I tell everybody, you can't negotiate with God. God's not, an, you know, it, we know the story, we know the rules. So then don't bend. I, you know, I tried to negotiate my way around it. And basically I didn't see really the clearing and relief of it until I finally let go and said, okay, you know, I'm going to get rid of this in my life. I'm going to get rid of this in my life. And, you know, I, 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 this is what I'll do and I'll be disciplined. And then the discipline is reading and reading and reading. And how do I know God? I have to know him by through his word. So we started, you know, when it started going out and, and part of my message, you know, him speaking to me, was, you know, the sin. Well, in my head, I put sin as, you know, it's the discipline, but you've got to get to the point. It's not an option. We even made bracelets up that, hey, whenever I face sin, it died. well, it's not an option. If it's not, I don't dance with the devil. I'm not going there. And, you know, I'm going to resist it and he'll flee. I'm not, uh, you know, I've always tried to be respectful, but I would say that the true the, the and the hard work came probably the last of, of my discipline, the last two, three years of my life of just totally yep. turning over and letting go. And, and you're right. And you see different things happen in your life in other areas. The areas that I always thought that, you know, we, we, it was always good with God until times were rough. And then, uh, you know, and, and but the more I read and the more you look at, he, the times are rough only because of the world. He uses that for us to turn to him. And um, and it's, for just, sure. it's like the thing, the thing that sucks so bad. And, you know, until until, you know, you get to the point of what you're talking about. I mean, it's. Life is tough, you know, and whenever we hit tough times, it's very, very easy to fall, you know, circumstance to those tough times and, you know, to just get more, you know, more farther away from God. Because it's it's not always easy, you know, to just turn everything over to God, you know, no matter no matter what it is. Um, but, you know, you, you come you come up, you come up against whatever the sin is in your life or whatever hard times a family member dies or something, you know, goes at work. And, you know, there's, there's so many things that we can use that a lot of people don't even, you know, think of, you know, whether it's food or alcohol or smoking or just being on your phone, you know, and, and digging into videos that are on, you know, Facebook or Instagram, you know, TikTok distractions, you know, there's so many easy distractions that most people say, oh, well, that's not that's not a sin or that's not being sinful. But what you're doing is putting off, you know, instead of going to God with your issues or your things that you're faced with that, you know, make you feel uncomfortable. You know, you're kind of hiding from them. You know, you're kind of you're using something else instead of going to God and putting it up to him. Um, and it, that's not an easy thing, even for even for someone that. You know, it does it because the the devil and the world make it so easy. There's so many things that we can do that can keep us to where we aren't, you know, try to make us not be disciplined and not run to the father with our issues and talk, talk him out and ask for guidance. And, you know, just it's just uh, it's crazy. You know, the more the more the more that uh, the more that I do it, the more that I read my Bible, the more that I, you know, try to do it, the more that the devil comes at you sometimes, you know, spiritual warfare is real. I do believe, um, truly. And that makes it even harder because you're like, man, I'm trying to do all these things right. And these things just keep coming at me. Like, come on, God, like what, what's going on? What, when is it going to stop? But you know, our, our life is very short 
um, compared to eternity, um, in, in my mind. So, you know, it's, it's not, uh, it's not always easy, but I, I truly do believe that it's the right thing to do. And that's what I will try to do for as long as I can. Well, God bless you. You got the right attitude. And that's why I tell people I'm not blaming the devil anymore. You know what? God gave us free will and I got free will to say no. And you say no to it, and exactly, and it's, you know, there's several times in the Bible, God says, be a man. And you know what? As Men today need to stand up as godly men, stand up for families, stand up for him, stand up for the churches, and, and everything. Stand up for duck calling. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? It's, it's going to get on the topic here, but, you know, um, how many times have you tried blowing in the world duck calling? Um, I, my first time that I qualified for the worlds in Stuttgart was 2015. Um, so I've blown 2015, 16, 17, 18, 19, didn't have 20 because of COVID and then 21, 22. So that'd be eight attempts. So wow. Bless your heart. That's what we're talking about. Hard work, determined, not quitting. Um, what would you say was different this year to the past years you, you competed before? Man, it's so corny um, because we just talked about it, but you would be amazed from the two years prior, um, although, you know, I had figured out, you know, the somewhat, you know, somewhat figured out the routine, you know, and I, I knew what, you know, a, a good percentage of judges like to hear. I could, I, I saw what was successful, um, but although 2015, 16, 17, 18, um, maybe I was very very determined and had put in tons of work um and i made you know a very strong leap george you know i mean i had lots of success in those years but i just hadn't won you know the stuttgart contest yet but 2019 um 2020 with covid and working and um you know becoming becoming a, a husband you know trying to trying to be a, a grown-up, you know. Now I just uh, got sidetracked and wasn't as disciplined in my off time and let distractions sink in, you know, and just didn't practice um, as much and as consistent as I had in the past. So when after, after 2021, whenever 2022 started, I said, I will be dedicated this year. I will practice more than anybody else, um, no, matter, no matter what, no matter, you know, I'm going to do this. For me, and I want to do it as do it as well as I possibly can. And I know that daily, daily practice, you know, routines after routines, you know, sections, nailing down, you know, one thing at a time. That's that's what's going to help separate me um, from someone else. Because although you know a lot of those other guys, you know, although they practice, I was like they won't practice as much as me. I, I was like they somebody might out there. I may not know the whole the whole truth, but I was like this year I will put in the time it will not be because of me if the judges don't like what i offer i won't be upset because i'll know that i have done the work i'll know that i put the time in um and that's that's all i can do and and the, the unfortunate thing is is that's a, something hard to realize you know win lose draw tie you know if you do everything in your power when you stand on stage and everything that you do is perfect you know in your mind as good as you've been able to do it I mean, you can't be upset at yourself. You can't be, be upset at anyone. But, but I mean, at least you can't be like, man, if I would have only. I mean, because that's, that's a feeling that's, to me, that's just, man, it, 
it stabs me deep in the stomach and the heart. It's like, man, if I would have only done this, you know, no regrets, uh, um, no regrets in life. And, you know, I want to, I wanted it to be all out and, you know, practice daily practice. You know, if, even if I just only did hails for 30 minutes or an hour, you know, or 30 minutes in the morning and 30 minutes at night, just worked on one section, you know, and then the next day we're going to do, you know, ducks. Then we're really going to work on transitions in and out of the feed. I was like, I will put the work in. So I think that's kind of was the big difference in 2022 where I had kind of built up all my skills um, coming into the last, you know, three or four years. And then now it was just really, really refining and, you know, nailing down practice to where it was, no different than me or you when we walk. We don't have to think about our right foot and our left foot. You know, we need to pick it up. We need to extend it out. It's just something that we do. You know, it's exactly. just it's just drilled drilled into where you know you don't think about it. It's like cruise control. And I was like, that's that's what I want to do. And I'm not going to say I didn't have nerves. Uh, I did. I mean, I had I had lots of nerves. But you know, the practice and the discipline and the consistency um, just will speak volumes in whatever you do, but it definitely will help you in duck and goose calling for sure. That's what I kind of, you know, when I'm teaching guys uh, or working with guys in, in contest calling or goose calling, was always breaking in sequences. You know, don't work on your routine. You'll work on these sequences and keep work, work on, your, on your greet and then go to intermediate, work on the, you know, some fast, work on your low end, then start putting it all together. You know, and, and then when you put it together, make it flow, you know, it's got to be able to flow and, 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 and control your breathing and, and everything like that. What do you uh, recommend for young guys uh, looking in to get in to competition duck calling? What's your advice for the young guys? Um, work hard. I mean, there's, there's, I could go on for, for hours, um, you know, probably and given all different types of advice that might run you in circles, but, uh, you know, just putting, putting in the work, first of all, you know, no matter what call you have, um, no matter who you, who you choose to represent, whether you make something for yourself, you know, just you put in the time on it. Um, but, you know, when you're picking a call, my advice to a young, young guy or someone that's young in our industry, um, Trey Crawford gave me this advice, um, which he's, he's a legend, three-time world champion, champion of champions. Um, he gave me this advice, I think, in 2015. Um, maybe he said there's four C's that have to do with duck calling and being successful. And he said, that's finding something that you're comfortable on. You, when you're up there, you want to be comfortable with what you're blowing. He said, the next thing is, is you have to have control. You sit there and you blow your call. You have to be able to control every bit of it from the top to the bottom. If, if we're dead still and you pick the call up off the counter and I say, Listen to this note, hit this note. You know, you ought to be able to go straight to it. So com being comfortable, having control. Then the next one is my favorite one, no matter what you're trying to achieve in life. Consistency. Being consistent, putting that work in, you know, nailing every bit of it. I had a football coach one time um, when I was – I used to be a, a kicker and a punter and a linebacker. But when I kicked uh, field goals and extra points, he used to say, practice doesn't make perfect. Perfect yeah, practice. He said, perfect practice <laughs> makes perfect. Uh, and it like, and whenever I would practice, he says, you see that center goalpost? He said, you got two. All you got to do is make it those two that are on the left and the right. He said, but if you aim at that center goalpost and you miss that center goalpost six inches to the left or right, you will make the field goal every time. 
So, so don't just try to, you know, throw everything at the wall and see what speaks or just work or just work hard or be a busy idiot, you know, you know, nail those quacks, nail your cadences, you know, nail your hails, nail when you're stepping down, you know, nail the max volume, you know, or the tone on your call, whatever you're doing, you know, try to hit it perfect and don't be okay with just, you know, being perfect in this area and then as you transition into the next it starts to kind of fall off you know you stop right there and you you nail that and practice that until it's perfect and then move on so don't rush don't 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 try to do everything all at once you know um so be comfortable have control be consistent and then have confidence you know, buddy, there's a lot of truth in that. And, and, and when judging all that time, you know, there is. You listen to a lot of guys and you write your notes, and there's some guys that have great speed. There's some guys might have power, but their their finesse is terrible. But they, they, they're, what's funny is they're, they're really good at one thing, but they tried it, and what they're not good at, they, they put too much in, and it overrides, and so they don't have a balance. And and what separates, and that's why I try to tell the young guys, what separates those guys in the top five all the time than the guys who are in the bottom, they said they're good at every sequence. I mean, every part of their routine is strong. Yeah. That one day, that guy might be better in his flow. You know, it might be his day, and he hit that routine a little better. And and when and if you have the ear, you can hear that, and that's what we have to judge on. But, I mean, each guy, usually the top five, that's always, you know, on any given day. It's, it just depends who's on that day. Right. For sure. But you know what? You, uh, so you, you're strong on the duck. You don't have a world speck of belly, do you? I do not. I have two seconds, I think, and a, a fourth, a fifth. Um, I, think that's about, I think that's about it. I think one year I didn't place in the top five since I've been started doing that. Um, but I'm coming after it. It'll be here in just a few weeks. <laughs> I know it. March, March 11th and March 12th, I've been putting in um, not not as much as I did for 2022, Doug, um, but I put in a significant amount of work for that, and uh, I'm, I'm hoping that uh, hoping that it's enough work and someone else hasn't outworked me to win that title. But I have won the team world, Speckle Belly, with yeah. um, with. Hayden Richard, me and me and Hayden won that last year, and he won the open, the the world spec. Um, so I'm definitely excited to get down there to Louisiana and give that a go, March 11th and 12th. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm gonna come after that. I've come after that and the snow goose. I need to get to, get in there, and get to practicing on the snow goose. I've got I think three seconds, uh, three second place world snow now um so hopefully i can scratch that one out that'll be one more off my list um and hopefully i can get the spec um but i'd be i'd be tickled with either one but uh, i'm definitely gonna definitely gonna go down there with intentions to win both of them well i can see in the near future because i've heard you i can see in the near future if you get serious enough serious enough a world goose yeah that's definitely has changed gears in, <laughs> in my brain now that I've been able to get the duck titles that I was chasing after. Not that I'd like to have a few more of those. Um, but yeah, I've, I've put more work in in the last months on the call than I probably have in the previous six years. Um, so I, I didn't, I did not want my duck calling to suffer 
since I started just because I was too spread out um, and not given enough time to either one. So now that I've uh, been fortunate enough to win many duck titles, I'm like, you know what, it's time to start dedicating and putting time in specifically for Canadian um, Collins. So I would love to have it, have the opportunity to, you know, get out there in Easton, Maryland and win the world goose. There are a lot of extremely talented goose callers um, to this day that I will definitely have to claw out and fight my way <laughs> to, uh, to be able to hold that title. Um, but I'm up, I'm up for it. You're up for uh, it. I, yeah. I, I imagine that. I wouldn't doubt that one bit and I would put my money on you. I tell you what, and feel comfortable, but brother, I appreciate you spending your time and taking your time away from your your wife and your 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 son. Is it your son there? And and um, I'm telling you what, it was a pleasure. And and uh, what's the best way anybody get a hold of you if they want to talk to you about duck hunting? If anyone wants to speak with me about duck hunting, duck calling, you know, competitions of any kind, you know. Whatever. If you want to talk about how to cook your speckle belly goose or your duck breast, um, you can uh, you can email me at fields.seth at yahoo.com. I've got Facebook um, and Instagram. You can reach out there, send me a message, um, or just I mean, if you if you need something, my cell phone number seven three one three five eight seven four three seven. I'd be glad to uh, send a text message and talk back and forth. If you need prayer, holler at me. Um, be glad to do do that talk about anything so uh i appreciate you mr george for having me on here and uh chatting about something me and you are both passionate about and uh love and um just uh hope that i can continue to continue to work hard and be an inspiration and grow the sport and uh give back like you have um over the years um so i appreciate you having me on mr george well i appreciate it what a role model and any of you young guys out there get a chance i'm telling you but take him up on that because you won't meet more of an honest and genuine guy who truly in his heart wants to help you and a heart for the lord and uh, we just want to thank everybody for tuning in this week. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to our uh, podcast. And I'd like to give a special shout out to our sponsors. Rite, put the work back in your horse. Lacrosse footwear, go the extra mile. Prime bows, stability built in. Sitka, gear built to last. Yeti, built for the wild. G5 broadheads, built American tough and designed to hunt. Killing sticks, dependable and accurate. Stan releases. Quality and excellence in your hands. Domain, this is your land, food plot seed. And a special thanks to our northern brother, Brent Nadu, who wrote and performed our music. And always remember, hunt safe, hunt smart, and may the good Lord be your guide. Well, I'll be out there, rain is shining, all a part of the great design. Bring it on, I can never get enough. Because that's what... Legends are made of